I'm Jess Demiel, a sex, pleasure, and intimacy coach, and your host, Eva Morosa, a podcast all about how to fully embody our desires, nurture fulfilling relationships, and deeply connect to ourselves and others shamelessly. Enjoy the episode. I am so excited about today's episode. Christy Hester is joining us. They are an erotic embodiment and intimacy coach, body worker, and artist based in Savannah, Georgia. We met at the Somatica Institute Sex and Relationship Coaching Training Program. And today we're gonna discuss energy sex and all kinds of juicy things in between. We got started with a little bit of guided breathing just to get us grounded. So you will hear the tail end of that guided meditation at the beginning of this episode. But if you're interested in hearing the full thing, if you wanna join in, if you wanna get centered and get a little bit of guided breathing going, you can go to my Instagram. My handle is just.demiel and you can play the guided meditation there and then come back and listen to the full episode. Enjoy. like it we're kind of matching a little i know we got the strappy black yes into it into it (sighs) oh okay so um do you want to do like a little just like some like breath together just like kind of get it yeah that sounds amazing i love that idea do you want to guide it sure i'll guide it yeah so in these last (sighs) cycles you can focus on any body part that's really calling your attention. You can place a hand there or not. Just really taking these moments for yourself. When you're ready, I'll be here to receive you. I love that wording. I'll be ready to receive you. We thank you that felt really nice you're welcome my pleasure yeah I needed it too for sure yeah yeah so I'm really excited to talk about this with you um specifically um yes it's a topic that I've um I feel like I have experience with but not but at the same time I don't the topic is, you know, energetic sex, you know, or, and even like finding those terms before our call today was like kind of tricky for me. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a really hard experience to put words to. <laughs> yeah. And also, I feel like people don't talk about it as much. I'm sure it depends on the community and like your experience, but I was really shocked because prior to this, um, on Instagram, I shared a post on it and I asked a question like, you know, how have you had an experience like this? Yeah. And it was so interesting because I thought most people would say no. And most people said yes. Amazing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that people identify it as that, you know? Mm-hmm. And like Beautiful. a lot of the people that responded yes to it, you know, it's like you and I, you know, we are a little bit more open when it comes to like right. our communities and sexuality. Like we're in this like space also in terms of like what we offer as our work. So right. it makes sense that like, you know, some people are maybe more out about some of these things than others. And so I just found it really interesting that a lot of the people that said yes to this or a lot of folks that like never really talk about this or never really answer those questions when I ask them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I thought that was really cool because it just made me think this is so much more common than people think it is. Yes, totally. And I think that like most people have experienced it, whether or not they classify it as energy sex or not. I think that it's it's an experience that everyone um, can relate to in some way, shape or form because we're all energetic beings. <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah. if we did have to like define it, like how, how could we define it for someone? Like, let's say if we you know if we were, um, cause I'm thinking about this, like in terms of like my entry into like intimacy coaching really started as a sex educator. So cool. as in terms of sex education, you know, especially when you're younger, like who, no one ever talks about this. So like explaining it to someone that has a lot less experience, like what's a good way of explaining this? Yeah. Um, I think of it personally, and I'm sure this, you know, looks differently for everyone, how people think of it. Um, but I think of it as a building of energy and a redistribution of energy in the body. So, um, yeah, a building of arousal, sexual energy, and then just maybe doing something different with that energy than we typically think, than what we typically think of sex and that can look like so many things you know <laughs> it's a very expansive topic that can have so many different expressions totally yeah I think when I recognized that for myself was noticing that there is a certain feeling that I have when I am having sex with someone of course all experiences are different but where it's more than especially because I feel like it can involve other people. It sometimes doesn't have to involve other people, but when it does involve other people, um, it's more than like being turned on by somebody or finding someone attractive or like feeling aroused, at least for me, it, it feels like there is this like co-creation of this energy between us and it feels like it's rising, like it's pulsating, like there's there's some kind of rhythm that reminds me of yeah. sex. Like that's yeah. why I first identified it in the first place was like, this feels like the way sex feels, especially when it's really great sex, but I'm not, I'm like not actually having sex the way I think I am. Like maybe my clothes are completely on, maybe the person and I are not even touching. Yep. So I do feel like that feedback loop has been a part of it for me because which is different from like, oh my God, this person like has caught my eye. I'm like super like kind of intrigued by them. Like I'm kind of turned on. That feels different than like, there's this energy bouncing back and forth and it's rising and it's building. And like, you know, so that's kind of how I like imagine it to be. Yeah, I love that you use the word rhythm. That makes me think of the um, essence of both um, activation and relaxation that I think are involved in what we're talking about building of arousal in this way, where um, a lot of times I think in, let's call it traditional sex, um, there it's, it's a lot of activation. There's a lot of um, t building of tension, which is hot, right? Like that's part of what arouses us. But then oftentimes we can get so fixated on 
a goal, whether it be orgasm, pleasing our partner, whatever it is, that we forget to kind of relax into the arousal and the sensation and let it move through us. And I think, um, you know, when a muscle is tense, energy can't move as freely through that part of the body. So, um, something that's been a part of my energy sex practice has really been working with both of these energies of activation, tension, and relaxation. We need both of them in order to kind of find those waves and that rhythm in order to build. That I'm so glad you said that. And it makes so much sense. It makes so much yeah. sense to actually think right? of experience. I'm like, yes, that's yeah. exactly what <laughs> but it is. And like, so when I've had some of these like experience for me, like I, I've never had a very conscious practice with it. So it always took me by surprise. Like I'm having, I don't know, a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden like that's kind of happening. And I'm like, well, this is really cool. And, and I remember feeling like this is so different. Identifying that like this is feels very different, at least so far in my experience that I don't even want to maybe like move it into what I traditionally think of as a sexual experience because mm. I'm really enjoying what this is feeling like it is feeling different for me like you said this like relaxation activation like just that I'm like I just want to see where this goes but in those experiences because it was not something that I, I never spoke it out like are you feeling what I'm feeling like there was never any mm. feel like it was mutual like in this other way we were communicating but I never had like the way that maybe I, I have sex, you know, in other ways where like, maybe I'm checking in with my partner, you know, like nothing like that. So right. I'm excited to hear like, what has been your experience? What has been your journey? And then like, how do you like practice that? Yes. Thank you for those big questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I love what you said. And it reminds me, actually, I was like thinking about this topic and um, I feel like some of my first experiences with this, without my knowledge of it actually happening, were like grinding at dances in middle school, you know, where there's like clothes on, there's like clearly sexual energy activation, but it's not like explicit, latent sex. Um, and then, you know, fast forward many years, um, I personally came to a point in my journey where I became very frustrated with my relationship to the sex that I was having. And I knew that like, I needed something different. I needed to um, do work on myself so that I could really um, shift the types of relationships and sexual experiences I was having. And so I think that's kind of when energy sex came into my realm in a more intentional way. Um, and I would say like my, my first experience with myself, um, this isn't exactly what we're talking about, but it's like definitely outside of the norm of normal sexual <laughs> experiences. Um, I started actually while self-pleasuring, like um, doing some sort of disarmoring work. I don't know if you're familiar with that term, de-armoring um, of like 
this is very touch oriented actually. So like while I would be self-pleasuring, I would feel uh, something inside of myself that felt like numb or painful. And I would just kind of like lean into that like you do with a muscle and massage, right? And um, then I would have these like really wild experiences of having a wave of emotion and tears come over me and like something that was just really incomprehensible to my mind and what I knew sex to be, but I knew I could feel it happening in my body. It was very real. And so um, that was one of the first experiences I started leaning into that kind of down the road led me to work in the realm of Tantra. And um, I would say my first Tantra training is really where I started having the most like intentional energy sex experiences with other people um, where, and it's so funny. I, you know, I was at a point in uh, my sex life before these trainings where I really deeply desired intimacy, but I was not feeling fulfilled by the sex that I was having. I kept like hitting dead end roads and I thought that like the more sex I had, the more intimacy I had and the more fulfilling that would be. And then I went to this Tantra training and I felt like I had had sex with every single person in the room at the end of the training. And I had done that with no one in the terms that I had thought of it in before. And so, you know, something as simple as like an eye gazing practice could be an intentional energy sex practice um, I think really for me, the key game players in an intentional energy sex practice are intention, like actually convincing ourselves that this stuff is possible because it goes against so much of what we were taught sex to be, which is the most fast, hard, explicit, blatant expression of sex, right? So I think that's the first piece is just like wrapping our mind around it and holding that intention and believing in the intention and then breath can do a hell of a lot <laughs> in how we direct sexual energy and arousal in our body and then like I was saying before the muscular activation and relaxation and how we work with that in relationship to the breath I think has a lot of power in creating these energy circuits both alone with ourselves and um, with partners. And visualization can be a part of that as well, um, especially for visual people that can be helpful to like really watch the uh, sexual energy moving as you're breathing. And that's, that's really all it is at its, at its most simple is like the movement of sexual energy. So that could happen while you're like petting a flower outside. That could happen while you're sharing a really beautiful, intimate moment with someone, eye gazing. That could happen while you're having penetrative sex. It can happen in so many ways. And um, really, I think the power of it is in that um, just keeping the energy moving and not stuck in one part of the body. And, and that's what creates this kind of full body orgasmic experience. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about also like the types of orgasm. Cause I know the first time that I had 
this experience that I could identify it as this. I ordered a mattress and it was like delivery person. <laughs> and like, I, I know that like, this is like a trope in like porn. And I, if ever I've, I've seen this, like it's not first been something that like has ever turned me on. Like, I'm like, I don't care. Like this isn't just something like a scenario that I would ever think. So it was very right. funny right. that like, oh, I'm actually, this is happening. <laughs> I mean, I saw this person and like, he was attractive, but it wasn't just like immediately like, oh my God, hot, like let's fuck or anything like this. Like attractive person brings over the thing. Um, I kind of help like to go up like some of the stairs because it was kind of like a difficult like location. And there was just something energetically that we were both just like immediately like, like zeroed in on each other. And we weren't even talking because then we, we start up conversation. We weren't flirting in the typical sense you know we were just talking about like how the day was going um I learned that he was an acupuncturist that he is from Panama and then he was like planning on going like to see family so the conversation really wasn't like the content of it like not very like flirtatious or anything it was just like very random right. kind of getting to know each other like you know have a good day thank you so much for your help that kind of thing we did talk for about 20 minutes. So we were definitely like lingering on this conversation. And, um, but I do remember at some point feeling like noticing like that it was kind of like this trance that I, we were in. Like I felt like, I feel like this person like is inside of me somehow. And I feel like I'm somehow inside of him. Like I feel like we're mm -hmm. in a bubble that wow. like, I don't always feel when I'm having sex with someone like on a more like physical traditional sense, but many times I do. And that's like, and I love that where it's kind of like you break through these barriers and you're kind of in this bubble together of like yeah. really kind of like in each other. And so that's how it felt. And it definitely was feeling this like rhythmic, like kind of in and out where I'm like, this is feeling a lot like sex to me. Like, <laughs> like I never like had like, heard any friends talk about this like I was aware of Tantra but like had never really like looked into it or anything like this so it really was a very new experience for me and it's like this is a stranger I I didn't I didn't even want to like ask because I didn't want to break this loop we were in that I was like mm -hmm. really feeling and it, he did he did ask for my number later and I, I gave it to him and he tried to meet up with me multiple times and honestly, like, I was so like, kind of not scared by the experience, but just kind of like, it was so intense. And also there were other things going on. I was going through a breakup and my ex at the time, like we were going through like this poly stuff where it's like, I felt like I couldn't really open that door. But, yeah. but I know even with that aside, like a part of me was like, had some hesitancy over how intense it was. Also mm. very curious. And when he left, I don't think I really felt like I had like an orgasm the way that I typically experience it. However, I did experience how I feel after an orgasm. So like not huh. the orgasm itself, but afterwards, I felt elevated and lifted and so fucking happy for like two hours. I was just like, oh my God, that was like the best sex I've ever yeah. had. And I'm like, yeah, this stranger never even like touched me. Like the closest we were were like right. in the box. And then I remember later on that day that, you know, this ex, we were kind of still like coming in and out of the relationship, comes over. Oh, how was your day? I was floating. And he's like, what happened with you? Like, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, and I told him, 
And he's like, wow, that sounds like pretty fucking cool. I'm like, I know, like, how can I have this happen again? So I, and I had a few more experiences like that, which they were like completely unexpected, stranger. Um, and that feeling of like, I feel like I had an orgasm, but like, I didn't actually experience the orgasm. So what's mm-hmm. been like that for you? Like, what kind of orgasms have you had through this kind of sexual experience? Yeah, I love hearing about that state you just shared about. It sounds so yummy and just like speaks to the power of like riding the the wave of arousal, you know, whatever that looks like and not like being set to any particular agenda around that, but really just like being with that energy and turn on and existing in that place, which we've been so shut down around. Um, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, so it's funny when I think about like some of these tantric practices I've done and just energy sex in general with myself and other, um, and in terms of orgasm, the first thing that comes to mind is this state of awareness, state of being that feels incredibly similar to tripping on mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't like, I don't know any other way to describe it really other than like full body tingles. A lot of times very uh, tingly in my hands, my head, um, just like feeling the the tingles and the movement all over my body um, in a way where like, I, it's not that I feel out of control, but I feel like I'm riding a wave. Like, I'm, I'm just along for the ride where, you know, it takes over my body if, if I'm in a place where I'm like consenting to that happening and feel safe enough for that to happen. Um, where, yeah, I mean, I know some people in the Tantra community, I've heard talk about it, um, call it Kriyas, like energy, kind of like a energy shooting from the base of the spine that kind of like creates this uh, movement of the body, whether it's like a um, trembling kind of sensation or like a slower kind of wavy movement. Um, Those are some, some expressions of it. But really, you know, I think we're so, and for most of my life, I was only aware of genital orgasm. And so that was like the only association with I, I had with the word orgasm. And I think, you know, doing this work and um, really the energy sex piece in particular has really expanded my perception of what or- orgasm is and how it can be experienced. And, um, I think there are so many expressions of orgasm and my, like I kind of mentioned at the beginning, one of my favorite definitions um, is an involuntary, involuntary redistribution of energy. So it's really just like the body kind of creating enough of that tension and relaxation for the body to kind of distribute that energy as it sees fit. Um, so yeah, it can, it can feel centered in my genitals, in my pelvis, it can feel centered in my heart, but usually there's like some awareness of like pelvis, heart, head. (laughs) 
while it's happening. Um, and hands, hands come up a lot for me. Like I just feel a lot of sensation in my hands when I have these full body orgasm experiences. That's really cool. I like that a lot because I, I feel like arms and hands are kind of like underrated. Like I, for me, yeah. I love to get a lot of like stimulation in these parts. And I also like to like mm-hmm. get it in others because it, everybody is different. But a lot of times when I do that, people are really surprised. Like, whoa, I can feel a lot right here. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're enjoying the episode and are curious and knowing more about how to work with me, go to lovewithjust.com. I love helping people connect to their desire and take ownership of their erotic power. Navigating love-sex relationships can be overwhelming, but also so incredibly fulfilling and joyful and a little easier with a little support and guidance from a trained sex educator and intimacy coach such as myself. (laughs) To discuss your goals with me and learn more about my coaching program, you can apply for a comp to 15 minute pleasure discovery call at lovewithjust.com. Just be mindful that I only have one of these available once per week. Like, I guess it also makes me think about um, how this relates to like sex and dreams because some of the people that did reply to that kind of asked about that and were like you know well i've had these like very intense like sexual experiences in dreams that you know i know it was a dream because i woke up on on my bed but you know it was just like that and maybe even in the dream it wasn't like you know where i'm having sex with someone as i typically see it it's kind of this thing that we're talking about where it actually is looking different so it's interesting that wow. some people are having it's almost like they're practicing these things but like in their dreams even if like maybe they don't do this in their real life in their real life you know in their waking life yeah that is fascinating to me honestly until like you presented this question i have not really thought about that connection um, between vivid sex dreams and like energy sex in real time. Um, but that makes a lot of sense to me that, cause I think so much a part of this being possible and real is like our mind and, and, and what we believe around sex. Um, yeah. What belief systems we hold and also this kind of like goal orientation that we learn with sex, like this is what we do to have good sex. We make someone come or we come. Like there's just, you start to kind of understand these rules that were never really taught as rules, but you abide by in sexual settings. And I think that in the dream world, like we're, yes, we're functioning from the subconscious, but like the subconscious knows things that our conscious mind doesn't. It has it has more expansiveness and, and space to play um, and explore without our conscious mind shutting it down. So it makes a lot of sense to me that even people that, you know, aren't necessarily interested or haven't explored these things in real life, that some part of their subconscious is aware that it is real and exists and feels good. <laughs> yeah. I, as someone that like, I guess, was was never intentional about this. It was just like, oh, this happened. That was cool. And like, I never, and I don't know why, because with so many other things, I think I've had a new experience and it's like, oh, and I dive deep into it, you know, and I want to learn more. And like, I become like very intentional about like weaving it into like my life. So 
it's interesting that I, I haven't done that so far, which is like, it's fine. Like, I'm like, I feel, I always feel like very young in the sense that like, I've so much to learn, like so much to do that it's like, oh, like I can just start like today, you know, like it's fine, but I like haven't done it already. I just yeah. do think it's kind of interesting, but like, I never really thought about, this isn't just like a one, like a, a, um, a one in a lifetime kind of like random occurrence that it's like, oh, I can actually seek this out. I can create this. I can, if I'm enjoying it, which I like did a lot like I can actually like do this instead of like the, the other ways that like I've pursued other experiences it's like yeah I can actually like incorporate this in I can talk about this with partners I can like put it on the table like one thing that I really love and like I feel like is a testament of just like my not just my sexual growth but like in general like the people around me my community like my friends um how after experiencing like this like celibate period during the pandemic and I've been having conversations with different people in my life about like maybe like you know having a sexual experience with them how many people basically brought up like what I what I usually do in my like sex education workshops of like oh like having a will want won't list of like this is what I really want to do this is what like I won't do this is what I will these are the body parts it was so cool that like oh people are like on their own like now this is part of like conversation collectively and yeah. it makes me so happy and yeah. now that we're talking about this it's like oh this is something else that I can like weave into those conversations that I haven't already to just bring up like you know what's your experience with like energy sex and because this has been my experience and like maybe there's something like we can like do together or I would like to do with you if you're open to it um so that I think like just opens up the possibility. And it's so funny that I didn't think about this until now that like I'm out of this like celibate period um, because it's like, why didn't I do this during all of these months? <laughs> that like, <laughs> because I, I have to say that like, I was, ex I was curious about celibacy for some time because kind of similar to what you were saying, like having sexual experiences that somehow weren't fulfilling, you know, and maybe going through the avenue of like what I know as sex in order to have intimacy and feeling like they're not bad experience because for the most part I was with people that for all these reasons, like I was very attracted to like mentally, emotionally, like physically, and a lot of them, like, I would say, like, was very friendly or are friends now. Like, so it wasn't bad situations, but somehow I felt like even by these markers, like, oh, I had orgasms in these sexual experiences or whatever you want to like qualify, but I was still walking away feeling kind of unsatisfied and unfulfilled and thinking, okay, I think I want to put sex as I know it off the table as an experiment, just to see like what happens. What do I do with this energy in me? What do I do with the energy of others, you know? And the one thing though, is that I wasn't very intentional about it. So when I, I thought like, that'd be a good idea, but then like, I'd meet someone and then I'm like, Let's <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm just so used to like, you know, as long as like, okay, it's consensual. And like, I feel like I have what I need to feel safe. Like, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. So I was not, intentional about keeping 
making this like curiosity about celibacy like a reality because it I don't know it just kind of was barely emerging and the pandemic really forced me into like okay like this is a good time to like actually practice this the challenge with that is that it was coupled with like no touch you know or, or very limited because of like the way that I guess I chose to move through the pandemic of mm -hmm. keeping a lot of distance so when I first thought of like celibacy I didn't think I wouldn't like be cuddling with friends or getting hugs or like you know getting right. all this touch that I usually do get and so it's like not only am I like sexually celibate I'm also like very touch starved mm -hmm. and so it's just it's just an interesting thing now as I'm reflecting back that you know maybe part of the shutdown that my system experienced also shut this this piece down of like oh you actually know how to access you know sexual experiences with others if you want to energetically so i feel like that's something that like you know i, I don't have regrets it's like whatever we moved through the pandemic the way we needed to it's fine but i'm like oh if i have hopefully we don't go through something like that again but if i ever did i'm like okay like remember that you have that as an option Right. Yes. And I think I love that you spoke to just like your feelings around, you know, having unfulfilling sex and then wanting to just like switch things up completely. And I have experienced all of that. And I feel like it can be really easy to make it very black and white. Like, okay, this is the sex I was having that I no longer want to have. Shut that off. Bye okay, this is like a whole new world that I want to play with. And now I'm finding like, I'm, I'm more in this um, integration space in my sex life right now, where I'm like, okay, like, there are some things from my sexual past that are worth keeping around that I like that I enjoy. And I can integrate all of these new juicy practices. And, you know, all of those things can, like, not only complement, but enhance and um, expand what what we already know and, and what our bodies already know. Um, and I, I do think that, you know, there have been some cases for me where energy sex happens just kind of naturally where like I'm on a similar wavelength of someone and they, we just kind of feel into each other and we're like, this is this is what's happening. This is what feels good. Um, but I will say I am a firm believer in talking about shit. And um, I think it's a beautiful conversation to have prior to sexual engagement to just like, not even to like, make it so cut and dry, like this is off limits. This is the only thing I want to do and play with. But like, let's have a conversation about what sex can be. Like, what does sex mean to you? What has it meant to you in your past? And what do you want it to mean? Like, what, what spaces do you want to explore sexually? And I think, you know, sex has just been such a taboo topic for so long for in society for people to have open discussions around that the more we have these conversations that are slightly confronting and like force us to be vulnerable and about our desires and boundaries. Um, what did you call it? Wills and wants and what? Wills, wants, wants and wants. Wills, wants, wants. I love that. Cause I always think of it as desire, fear, boundary. Oh. Will, won't. I love that. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, the more we kind of like identify these things for ourselves internally and just open up the conversation about it, the more like energy sex has a chance to be normalized, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like the more expressions of sex that can be like sex at its core is creativity, creative energy. So it has limitless, infinite ability to be expressed in all of these different ways. And we, you know, the human, human existence has made it, (laughs) have, have put our blinders on around the meaning of sex. And, um, so yeah, all, I think it's a great idea to welcome this into conversation with partners, potential partners, um, and just like, yeah, talk about it so that in the moment, like shame doesn't come up around desire and you're like, oh no, maybe I should just do the thing I always do, you know, but instead we've had a conversation now. So I feel more comfortable with exploring this territory, having made it known that it's something I want to explore. Yeah, completely. Totally. Because what my experience now, like with these, with like energy sex has been many times where it's like maybe there there is the opportunity or maybe it's with the person because I I can think now of an experience with someone that I don't know why because I it's not my usual mo but I wanted to wait like a long time before we had like penetrative sex it might have been it might have had to do with like getting testing like I'm not really quite sure why because this was like a, a few years ago but um I just remember there was a lot of chemistry and like so we would definitely have these like intense like makeouts and just like kind of grinding on each other and just like and to me I'm like this is fucking sex like even though (laughs) I'm like this feels and I remember thinking because there was conversation around like you know that we would eventually you know which we eventually did have penetrative sex and like our more traditional idea of what that is eventually but I remember being like I just want to linger in this. Like, I'm excited to explore that for sure. Like, I do want to. I feel it in my body. But I'm not feeling any rush. Like, I don't feel like, oh, like, this really sucks. Or like, oh, I'm so turned on. And now I don't know what to do with all this energy. Like, I I didn't feel like it was limited in any way. I'm like, I want to do this. Like, I just want to keep doing this. Like, and, and it was thankfully, like, and I think part of the reason why it was so good is because there was this mutuality in that. There wasn't this energy. Mm-hmm of like oh well like let's not because then it's gonna get frustrating or you know I'm gonna want more like there was this understanding of like this is a really awesome space that we're discovering together and so like let's like live in that and like knowing that like even if I were to do you know what I usually do um maybe it would feel really good but it feels it would feel different to me because I I don't know how you like kind of think of like your whole self, like your body. But to me, it's like, I think of bodies like their own planet. So it's like, this is my own planet. This is like my own territory. You know, if, if they were like, you know, when I think of like the actual world and it's like, that's where like these mountains are and that's where like the sea is. And like, that's where there's like this beautiful rainforest. Like that's kind of how I think of my body. And, you know, it, and it is like, there are different like kind of flavors or like weather patterns in different parts. And so when I'm having energy sex, part of it is like, I'm just kind of in that zone and in that mood. So I don't, I kind of want to be there. You know, it's like, if I'm visiting like my favorite, like, 
little like neck of the woods. It's like, I just want to be there for now. Like, I know I love this other place and I will go to it later, but like, I just want to know what it feels like to be here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your body intuitively knows that like, there's so much juice there. There's so much to play with and there's no need to rush. Like it's, it's an experience in and of itself surrendering to that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you were saying reminded me a lot about something I wanted to share around edging would now be a good time for that. Yeah. So I feel like edging is a fairly common word. If anyone does not know what it means, it's like getting close to orgasm and kind of playing with that space of not, not quite orgasming, but being close. Um, so in the energy sex realm, um, I think that if we're thinking of, of arousal on a scale and, you know, normal, typical edging is like getting to a seven, if eight is the point of no return, right? And so like really getting right up in there, very close to orgasm. So with energy sex, one thing you can, can try to in- implement is stopping when you get to a level five of arousal and really starting to incorporate breath work, moving the energy in your body, um, working with that tension and relaxation, build pulse and, and really um, playing with edging. It is essentially edging the same thing, but you're not as close to orgasm. So it's not as quite as hard to control. And it's more this experience of just sustained arousal and pleasure and yeah, what so many things can come up there. And I do want to just name that, like, um, I know for myself and I've witnessed this in a lot of other people that when we start to play in these realms of like, not, not necessarily running toward the fast, hard end goal, um, and, and being more gentle and relaxed around hanging out in the arousal there, I don't actually know how to make logical sense of this, but it is fucking real. I have experienced, um, that space can bring up some really big emotions. Like every time I did these practices for the first, like at least year, I would cry every single time, every time. And I asked a teacher once, because at one point I was like, I'm the only person in the room crying. Like people are like making moaning sounds and feeling, (laughs) sounds like they're having the time of their life. Like what's going on for me? And one of my teachers said, you know, that's just sexual energy working, working out some stuckness, right? So when we start to play with moving and building and creating more, um, yeah, just movement of that energy in the body, other things can arise. So just to say that is not uncommon. In fact, it's actually a good thing because it means that it's working. And, and, and something that I've found is even those spaces that feel like confronting or challenging, um, start to kind of feel good. Like there's some amount of pleasure to them when we're not like trying to make sense of every single second and put a story to it, but it's just energy working itself out. Like there is a pleasure to that, even when gunky, (laughs) challenging emotions come along with that. 
Oh my God. I'm so glad that you said that. And cause it, yeah, I've been trying to put <laughs> a story to what I'm currently going through. And it's like interesting. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to make sense of it because at least like, that's what it feels like right now. Like there really is like no need, but I noticed how my mind like will want to do that because oh, it's like, yeah. especially if it's like a newer, especially if you're moving energy, that's like, oh, like maybe it was dormant or something that you weren't like that aware of um yeah because like, that's kind of like well, lately what the experience has been it's like I I met this certain depth in my like emotional like yeah self or like or in a specific relationship and it's like in a way I'm not surprised I'm like oh like I've always felt this way about like you know with this person like that's always existed and but like reliving it and like noticing that like oh it's actually deeper than what how I remember it's deeper than I thought like these dormant feelings and wanting to like make sense of them where it's like even in conversation like it's like oh like they're existing and they're like in some ways they're reciprocated or like mutual it's like there's a mutual recognition of what that is and, and whatever um, I notice how my mind like is uncomfortable with the intensity. Really, that's what it is. Because yes. I'm like, I don't actually need any resolution. Like when I really think about <laughs> it, I'm like, do I need like to, no, I don't. But it just feels so intense. And it's so funny how sometimes this like intense pleasure or even like intense love can be so uncomfortable. Like, yes. I don't know, maybe other people like, but to me, I'm like, that is something that for me, and I don't know, and then again, this is why I, I start to want to like make sense of it. Cause I'll think of like, I don't know why, why it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> like I so quickly want to like understand why, because right. it's not something that like I experience like very readily or all of the time. And so it is, it's uncomfortable, but yeah, I think what you're saying is true. Like if you, I mean, I don't know, like, well, how would you say that a person could, is it about like just awareness of what's going on or like, how does one like kind of stop that like mind, like trying to categorize something and like set that intensity, like, I don't know, like put, put it somewhere where it feels like safe almost, right? Because I think sometimes when we are having these breakthroughs and there is so much energy, like, maybe it's this feeling of like, do I feel unsafe because this is just not something I'm not used to, or I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think one thing is like the human mind is the human mind. Like we're going to want logical explanations for things. So like first just being gentle with ourselves around that. I think there's, that can be a profound treatment. <laughs> um, and then also just like, yeah, so I love what you said about just the intensity being uncomfortable of sex, of intimacy, of love, and us needing to put a story or something around that to essentially protect ourselves from the intense intensity. And I think that um, something that's been really helpful for me in my experience is like um, sur being surrounded by people that are not afraid of my intensity, that are not threatened by it, that don't shut it down, but instead welcome it 
and support me in using tools to move through it. Um, and I think something, if you're practicing, like that can be very helpful if you're with one person, more than one person. Um, or if you're practicing with yourself, um, I think there's really, just like in meditation, you know, how like coming back to the breath can be a very beautiful anchor to have. Um, breath and sensation, I would say, are really good at distracting the mind. So if we can like notice that we're having a thought and wanting to force a story onto an experience or emotion, and then being soft with that experience and instead just redirecting back to breath and what am I feeling in my body? What am I feeling when I squeeze my genitals and my anus? What do I feel there? Do I feel tension? Do I feel pleasure? Like really just coming back to those questions and curiosities. I think that's such an important word here because really when we're wanting to put a story to something like we may be asking like why, but I think it's almost to escape this curious energy and have an, a concrete answer versus like remaining and playing in the curiosity. So if we can just come back to those inward questions of um, how can I reconnect to my breath? What am I feeling internally? What sensations are alive in my body? I think those can be really good at playing tricks on the mind. <laughs> and I think you're so right because it's like, even if there was like a concrete answer, like that can always change in two seconds, you know? <laughs> so like, even if there is a story, like the story keeps going, like it will keep being twists and turns. So like, you know, that's just like also what I, when I can remember that, that's something that I try to like, like weave in because I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I want this so much but like what, what that really change anything and like i guess too it's like noticing my capacity or my tolerance for that intensity of just like okay like maybe this is like how much i can do now and then like okay i went through that like maybe it can be like deeper you know because i have had experiences where it, it, it's it is maybe like this more emotional um in the form of tears type of like you know release but I've also like I hysterically laugh a lot when I'm like especially self-pleasuring like it is oh, I love that and it's it's so funny to me because even when it's happening like I think I'll be aware and I'm like oh my god this is fucking hilarious like why am I hysterically laughing? but it'll be like I don't know why like that's the way like my pleasure especially like after multiple like orgasms and like I know a lot of people like they're very different sometimes like one even if they can have multiple like they rather just have one maybe the following ones are not as intense for me they definitely layer on and they build and they get more intense and it's honestly like it's like having like a party with like all these people they're just like all my different orgasms and they're just like playing <laughs> with each other and kind of dancing and i'm just like yeah and another one like someone else like arrived and i opened the door like yes like you're <laughs> you're welcome like come on in like it, it feels that way and so it is this kind of like ecstatic feeling that leads me into this like hysterical laughter that's kind of what I I tend to experience a lot on my own so it is interesting like when I am connecting with someone especially someone that I have like 
an emotional loving connection with, I tend to like experience more of this, like, I don't know if it's like sadness, but like the more like kind of tearful experience. Mm. And I don't know. Tenderness maybe. Yeah. And I think it, I I could be wrong, but like, I, I feel like maybe it's because it's both the the discomfort of like the intensity and just like being in it but also like when I'm aware of like I really love this and it kind of feels timeless in this moment like time isn't like you know I'm not aware of it and like I'm starting to become aware of it and I just want this kind of like to be not forever like technically but I, I kind of do I'm like oh like I'm almost grieving that like this isn't I just want it to last so I think there's a little bit of that of just like when you hit this these like really special moments in connection that I do want to like elongate and I want to like expand and for whatever reasons like I'm aware that maybe like it can't in the way that I want it to be or anything like that that's when like I start to feel like almost like this sense of like disappointment or like loss, which honestly, like without mm. getting out of the moment when I do that, but. Mm. Yeah, thank you for speaking to that desire for elongation. I like that word here. Um, and I think that that's kind of exactly what we're talking about is like creating this sexual experience that we're orgasmic sensation is more sustained so that there's like, more space to be with that energy and connect inside of that energy and so it's not as dramatic of this like huge build huge release oh we fall crash on the ground (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I love that you spoke too to um your hysterical laughter because yeah I spoke to tears and it really can be any intense emotion, I think that arousal and this activation and playing in these realms can um, instigate for us, you know, and, and that I just have some of the most beautiful memories of at some of these trainings I've done where like, you're hearing all different kinds of sounds in one room during one exercise like each person is processing it differently and needs to let out a different sound one person's cackling one person's screaming and grieving and you know like it's just it it brings up and through us whatever it needs to bring up and through yeah completely Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking of that person I was refer- referencing earlier of a few years ago where we were waiting to like, you know, we're basically like kind of really being in this like energy, sexual like part of the, and it was really like the beginning of this relationship. Um, and then eventually it was like more like physically manifest than what we typically like think of. But the first time that we did have like penetrative sex at the very end, uh, when he had an orgasm, he cried. And I had never had that experience of like holding oh. someone that, you know, that I, I, it was still a newer relationship. And I understood that it wasn't so much that maybe in other longer term relationships like that does happen. And it's more this connection that you have or like something else where it's like, we're still new to each other, but because we've been building like through this energy, like not putting a meaning to those tears of what it means about right. this relationship or how you feel about me or anything like okay. that, where it's just like, this is part of that release. This is part of the orgasm. 
yes so powerful to witness like I felt it was like I don't know like so magical and I felt so honored I'm like wow like this is like really fucking cool like you know and I knew yeah. that, like he didn't feel like embarrassed by it but he did feel really surprised by it because he's like mm. so far like that's like never happened and I'm like wow tears after an orgasm are some of my favorite tears because my mind and body are still like taking in the orgasm experience and so my mind isn't like it's it's regular conscious like <laughs> grounded yeah. in physical reality mind and so I'm not putting a story to it it's just like oh shit this is here yeah. okay here it comes <laughs> Yeah, there's something really magical about those those spaces. And yeah, I feel like one other thing that like that you said that I'm that like I'm kind of like bouncing mm -hmm. right now is is that feeling of like the times that like maybe I've wanted to like elongate something and and that it is because having these experiences that are like super intense or just like a really like you know also like amazing awesome but like very intense like orgasm and then the drop off and like how like sometimes like people do and like it there is a term I've heard it called different things like post-coital like sadness but there is right this this yeah. experience of a drop off yeah and, chemically it makes sense too yeah yeah and I think that that's also like where like aftercare comes in and like discussing that and that being part of like the conversation you have beforehand of like what it is that like you may need or want and that it can change right because like maybe you're in that space and it's like oh i actually like don't eat that or i do um but when i think of the the opposite right i'm just like oh this is feeling so good i just kind of want to live in this space like a little bit longer and how maybe intuitively like i can remember like doing this since i was like very like sexually inexperienced like being a teenager and just like you know yeah staring at somebody like in the classroom and right. like, and you feel excited you feel it in your body yes yeah. like and just how that like I just remember like practicing like how I would savor these moments like so much like I, they they would take on a life of their own and I wanted them to like I really wanted them to and I noticed that like I do when I when I do have a very sexually fulfilling experience um I will do that it's like, I, you know, maybe this is just going to be the, what I do. Like that person that was involved doesn't need to do that. Like they're going to have their own like process. But for me, it's like, I love to like relive it and just like be in it. And like, just, and, and I know that like when we do that with memories, like they do start to like change or at least that's what like has been like studied recently. But I think that that's okay. Cause like we were talking about like sex is a creative experience and part of that is like how does it continue to live on like for you or inside of you because some ex sexual experience i've had like have been with me like for a long time like yeah yes and i really for some reason this piece of the conversation is bringing up for me like ego and performance versus like um surrendering to presence in an authentic way not that they're extreme opposites of course there's there's relationship and overlap between those things but like um yeah I think that there is this like somatic memory of the moments where we are so utterly present with the energy 
transaction or exchange taking place um, versus like this kind of fleeting ego boost that's like, oh, I made someone come or like, you know, I mean, that can feel good and be fun, but it doesn't like land in our being in the same way as some of these juicier, less goal oriented practices that can just like live in your body. Like you're talking about, like some of the most profound, special memories, like it doesn't even matter what my current relationship is with the person, like the experience and the memory lives in me and, and contributes to who I am and how I show up in the world today. A hundred percent. I lo- I so love that you said that because yes, I, it's, it's so funny. Cause like well, now that I'm thinking about this, it's like that, those are the most memorable things. Like, I don't actually think about the times that like, yeah, maybe I was with a partner and like made me come all these times. I'm like, is that really what I remember? Like, no, I remember when I was 22, I was um, like studying abroad and I met somebody and we were, you know, engaging in this way, like for only like a few weeks, because we both were kind of like crossing ships and going in different directions. So it was short-lived but in that short-lived time it was very connected it was just very present and I remember that he would make me feel like I was the most delicious chocolate he's ever had like that was the feeling that I felt oh my god <laughs> it wasn't like, god, it goes. <laughs> yeah, but like the way that like his mouth was just like and like uh, just like I I just felt like I am the most delicious like that, like that's, that's how he made me feel. And yeah, I could think like, what, like, what was his mouth doing or technique? Like, I don't right. remember that. Like I would have right. really hard and I would probably be making it up and filling in the blank. The right. point is, is like the experience, his energy, like how I felt. And, you know, since then, like we've talked a bit, he lives in Sweden now, has a family. Um, you know, we don't talk a lot. It wasn't something that turned into some kind of like significant relationship. However, every now and again, like that experience was so profound for both of us that like, we do kind of talk about it in a fond way of like, we, that still lives for both of us. So yeah. it's super fucking cool. Like, I don't know. I, like, I still get like tingly in my body when I think about it. Yes. Yes. And yeah, like, I know this word can be touchy for some people, but like there is a spiritual essence to that type of experience to me where like, you know, like, yes, we are here to indulge in physical pleasure and enjoy that and soak it in. And I feel like there's this more like ethereal, um, spiritual, uh, experience available that really like touches a deep part of our soul you know where it doesn't necessarily matter what the relationship is or what the agreement is long term or like all these different logistical pieces it's like the presence of being in that experience it can be so profound and healing and spiritual and all these things you know yeah yeah And I think with that, I would like to ask one more question because I I think so earlier when we talked about like how I was aware of Tantra, but I've never gone into it. So I was like, I wonder if we'll talk about this, but I guess like it, it it's connecting right now. So for me, like I grew up like in a Catholic kind of setting, going to school. Um, at some point, my parents are not religious. They, they were just like, it's a good school. But my grandmother is like, 
I come from like a very like in some ways very traditional Mexican Catholic background and my parents weren't religious but my grandmothers were I was very close to them so I would like pray with them like as for recreational purposes like I was very religious as a child yeah. I wanted to be a nun at one point like I was just I remember you saying that I love that yeah oh my and my parents were like who is this child like why <laughs> she's voluntarily going to to mass and i'm like just right. very like <laughs> <laughs> so but but over time like once i got to be more familiar with i don't know like the church and just i i kind of went through my own um total like 180 like feeling and especially because i think like as a child like things were pretty like okay in terms of like not feeling any kind of like religious trauma but around the age of puberty and when at school like the nuns were talking about like sex ed and our bodies and like queerness like all these things it did become like very damaging like not just for me but for like all of us so it wasn't immediate but like soon after i just made all these connections around the age of 15 and i was like fuck you know and i don't mean this is disrespect to anybody that like is like still you know, religious in this way. But for me personally, I felt this big, like, fuck this. It's not what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And it's actually like really hurt me. And I don't want to have anything to do with it. And it affected my sense of spirituality as well, you know, because it was something that like, I felt like I was such a spiritual child. Like I would pray all the mm -hmm. time, like, whether it was like, you know, in this like Catholic setting or not. Now that I look back, I'm like, I was really like, I would seek out times in the day and yes it was in the form of like praying the rosary or whatever but i was really just like meditating and like talking to something bigger than myself and like feeling so grateful like just having these like very profound spiritual experiences but because i felt so hurt by this religious trauma that i shut it down i just kind of felt like i'm not going to try to look for another religion or for something else i'm not even going to try to like be atheist or not like i just want to kind of like put that away because I'm now associating that with like someone manipulating me or controlling me and like you know and even like though you know I, I was still in the same family so like you know my grandma was still going to church still talking this way mm -hmm. okay but I just had a big wall and I noticed that as I've gotten older and I've been in different situations where there is like a sense of spirituality that like I can kind of connect with but I'll still have a big wall up and I do think that that's part of the reason why I've never actually gone into Tantra because even though I feel like I've had these experiences and I know about it and I've been curious there's this big feeling that I fear that like is it going to have these undertones and will I feel too vulnerable so I'm curious to know like what you think about that like what comes up for you around that and how you would maybe <laughs> guide someone like out of that if they wanted to right like if they wanted to explore that deeper yeah um a lot comes up for me around that <laughs> um first i will say that like um I even feel uncomfortable using the word tantra sometimes as a white person like in the world today, like I am fully aware that the Tantra that I learned is Neo-Tantra. It is not traditional Tantra. It was taught to me by white people, passed down through Indian lineages, but still like, you know, it's a, it's a 
touchy word and I don't feel comfortable calling myself a Tantra teacher, although I do incorporate some of those practices in my work. Um, I will say that like, you have a very tantric essence in my, in my opinion. Like you are very familiar with a lot of the concepts already. If you, if you or anyone else out there is interested in pursuing tantra, I would just say like, be very selective and careful because just like in Catholicism, in like traditional religion, there are people that abuse power. There are people that come to those trainings with weird intentions, you know, like those, those things are real. They exist. Um, I loved the training that I did with sky dancing Tantra. It was amazing. It's influenced by, it's created by Margot Anand and influenced by a lot of Osho's work. Um, but you know, it took me a very long time to, to get to Tantra as well, because I was raised a preacher's kid and, you know, felt like I had to compartmentalize my sexuality and spirituality my whole life. And I always felt like a very spiritual person. And like, I knew that there was like some sort of divine meaning to life and existence and relationship and all of these things. But the way that it was taught to me did not make any sense to me. Like I, I'm the kind of person that like, I'm very experiential. I have to feel it in my body, experience it to believe it. That's why like some of these things, I don't know how to speak of in scientific terms. Like I believe they could be spoken of that way, but um, I feel it in my body. So I believe it. Um, and I want to share that somatic experience with other people. Um, I think that in terms of like, <laughs> transitioning from a place of being like very shut off to religion and anything with a spiritual essence to moving toward working with energy sex tantra any of that kind of thing it is such a personal journey and there is no one timeline like i think the most important piece is to be present with ourselves and our own healing and growth in whatever pacing that happens at um i yeah i just i think that because it is so personal like really i would emphasize like just to experience what you're experiencing in your body. And you don't have to place any particular terms to an experience before you're ready or ever, you know, like you could have a spiritual feeling experience and never feel ready to call it experience, uh, call it a spiritual experience, you know, like, um, so yeah, I think everyone's path looks very different in those terms. And I, fully empathize with that um with that resistance to the spiritual worlds um that exist and and I will say that one thing that like immediately resonated for me about tantra and and that world was that it is transgressive. It breaks the rules. It goes against the grain, which like is something that I feel like I've always embodied as an Aquarius moon, you know, like fuck the system, whatever. Um, and so it really resonated with me in that way and was still spiritual. So it was like 
these two things that I grew up thinking could not coexist, I was able to like be in an environment where I very much saw this merging and overlap and in a way that just really landed for me. And, you know, I don't think Tantra is for everyone. Um, you know, there's, I'm not here to convince people of that. Um, I think the most important thing is to just like, listen to our bodies and sensation and breath. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. And I'm really, I'm really glad that, that you like, that we also got to that piece of the conversation because like we were talking about so many people have had these experiences, right? Like it is something right. that doesn't have to be couched under a specific umbrella. And it's something that oh. we've been doing like probably like always right or these traditions or these you know have existed so and that's something that I feel more comfortable with you know and that I can like recognize at least like in myself and how I even see like when I'm I'm, I'm having like a more spiritual connection or a, spir a spiritual experience I feel so much more at ease when it feels like it is very like personal where it's just me like mm -hmm. I almost like I feel like that's been part of my healing journey out of the background that I came out of of just like I'm able to access this without like that institution or that like tradition or like these other people like this is something that can exist and to me just like that's what's going to feel safer so I think that for a lot of other folks that like might be in that in that way it's like yeah this all of this is really accessible to all of us regardless of where it's coming from so yeah this is awesome yeah and speaking to to working on it with oneself and that feeling like a comfort zone and safe space like I think that in and of itself is like revolutionary in terms of of how society perceives sex but also the patriarchy and you know working against like tending to the male gaze and all of these things that were conditioned around you know there's such just thinking of Adrienne Marie Brown and Audre Lorde and all of these important people that have spoken words about how pleasure can be activism, how eroticism can be used in ways beyond what we are taught to not only bring our lives more um, vivaciousness and life and juiciness, but also to fight the system. Yeah. and um the systemic issue, issues in place a hundred percent yes i I, <laughs> I thought you might agree with that yeah, totally um yeah because like even when we're talking about these like sensations like i i do i have like thought about like how i like to express like my sensuality and sexuality and like there's been times where i'm like is this looking too much like the male gaze and like being critical of that to my like myself in some ways and like breaking away from that but then also feeling like well but what's wrong if, if it's like that right just kind of like i from my background it's like i was taught to like not express myself at all and so to me it's like being able to embody this, yes, maybe like very feminine, like stereotypical archetype. It's like, as a little girl, I would see that. And I didn't understand maybe like the exploitation that went behind that. Like to me, when I saw these like 
femme figures that were very sexual, I immediately imagined that they were, that that was what they wanted, which I think is interesting. Like as a child, I assumed bodily autonomy. Like I assume like mm. this is their expression. And like, I saw, I'm like, I want to grow up like to be like that. Like that looks like an empowered place to be. And not that it only had to look that way, but I was just like, I, I want to feel what that feels like. And so then eventually, you know, being told not to, and then like actually doing it, I'm like, oh, this feels really good. But also when I am having these more, like it's, you strip everything down and you're just kind of like in your like arousal state of like, oh, like it doesn't have to like anything. Like in the middle of the mm -hmm. pandemic, I woke up one morning, wanted to go for a morning walk. So I was sleeping without a bronze. I just put on a sweatshirt. Um, put on a mask, like put on my like sunglasses, you know, like just like that. And I wasn't, I didn't wake up feeling sexy or anything, but as I'm walking, my sweatshirt is like just rustling on my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I'm feeling so turned on and just so sexy knowing that on the outside, like I, you know, it's a person in a sweatshirt completely covered. Like, you know, I just imagine like there's, there's right. no form or shape. But the internal experience is like, you know, so it, it's one of those things where like, I, I'm also like learning and what I actually really love about energetic sex is that it is this very like, it's not something that I can like box or it's not very tangible. It really is like energy. And that's why like, I could recognize it as sex because it's like, yeah, sometimes sex comes in the form of this sexual act or like, you know, this xyz thing but really when i strip all of that down and i look at all of my experiences is there an essence that's kind of like in common where i can recognize like this is what sex feels like to me and i feel like i understand that like my body understands that and so being able to tap into that in these ways that sometimes feels very unexpected is so fucking juicy to me and i feel like it's just something that I really like to also like encourage others to feel into, especially when they're feeling disconnected or, you know, if they're feeling like, okay, like I'm doing all the, the things, but like, why don't I feel fulfilled? And it's like, this is one way to like expand what the experience can be like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of ideas come up around like, the visual piece and you know how we're kind of taught that like we have to show our sexiness visually especially people socialized as women um in order for our sexuality to be valid or even be seen as it existing um and as far as like how you or anyone else embodies their sexuality like do what feels good until it doesn't feel good anymore. You know what I mean? Like if there's like, yeah, I'm just such a believer in like being guided by our own internal um, intuition and knowings. And um, I think, yeah, whatever brings you joy and pleasure is perfect. Um, this was such a fun conversation. I mean, I knew it would be. <laughs> like, I can't wait. I know. This was so excited. But is there like any like parting words that you like to leave listeners with, or also just you know ways that people can contact you or work with you? Yeah. Um, so I guess like final words. I just want to like 
get the message to people out to challenge your definition of sex, challenge your definition of orgasm, be willing to expand these definitions and play and get weird with it. Um, as far as my work, I am an erotic embodiment facilitator and intimacy coach. Um, I empower people to connect with their erotic energy and live more authentically with more self-authority and pleasure. You can find me on Instagram at the sky and the earth, or you can visit my website, um, soulfedbodywork.com. I also offer both table and Thai massage in Savannah, Georgia area. And yeah, thank you so much, Jess. You are just such a pleasure. Every time I talk to you, I just enjoy the fuck out of it. You're so delightful to talk with and connect to. And just thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored. Thank you so much. Like feeling is so mutual. Like I'm now moving mm -hmm. off to my afternoon feeling so good. Like yes, so much. Yeah. All right, my love. Well, I will talk to you soon. Thanks again. Yes, my pleasure. Blessings. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Amorosa. To receive special offers on my services or to check out events that I'm going to be a part of soon, go to my website, lovewithjust.com, click on the newsletter tab, and sign up for my Tulsa Honey Love Notes. Until next time, take great care and prioritize your pleasure.